Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome, everybody. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 246. Hard to believe and glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarline, Texas. So grab globe, spin it around, bang! Not sure where you ended up, spin it around, find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. You know, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys, and each of us are on our own spiritual journey. And I'm getting encouraged by talking with regular guys that are out there slugging it out, meeting daily challenges just like me. And that's why we're here. We're on a No Church Answers tour, and we, we're glad that you've joined us. And just want to make sure that you know that our No Church Answers a video show is 30 minutes, can be streamed from our Man Up Spiritual Oasis YouTube page. So subscribe, hit the like button, and uh, leave a comment, and also Preach the Word TV broadcasts the show Saturday at 8 a.m. on WYGA-TV for those of you that are in Atlanta. And, of course, our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So please rate it and uh, leave a review. We are in the study of James, and this... Uh, for If you are new and just turning into Man Up Spiritual Oasis... What we do is this is a weekly roundtable Bible, Christian-based Bible discussion. We take a scripture lesson from the Bible. We put a man spin on it, update it, apply it to our daily lives. And this one is a most difficult one for me. And so I'm just going to slug my way through it. Um, and it is, uh, we're, we're in James. And uh, we have some great guys, and I want to introduce them not only by their professions, but also maybe their avocations as well. And uh, at this point in time, I'm going to uh, introduce the panel, and we have, uh, he is a former world-class policy writer, a current professional gambler. He's also the show producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Hi, Yo. Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. And he is a world-class trainer, a big deal in the uh, talent development group and uh, kind of the group theologian Robert Koshu he's here and he uh, he is a former prosecutor but he is a current attorney we call him the judge kind of the group historian here as well uh Michael Cropper hey Mike hey guys how are you and my name is Bill Cox. I am basically a uh, writer and indie film producer, but I work as a contractor, so I can pay for that kind of stuff. So um, with this, we are in James and uh, yeah, the the production notes by uh, Steve Tish. I'm going to go ahead and just give it to him, but it just sums up the way I am. I hate to wait. And uh, turn it over to Steve Tish. <laughs> so, um, you know, I... I, 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 I I do it myself. Uh, you know, I'm not the most patient person, and you're about to say the same thing. And and it, I kind of get called out on this because reading up on this, that's kind of a Christian humble ba humble brag. It's it's the one thing you can say, and no one's going to hold it against you. You, you can't you can't uh, 
you can't say, you know, my one problem is in is that I become a lush on the weekends. Yeah, they won't, they won't, you can't get away with that. But you can say, my problem is that I'm not very patient, and you'll get a lot of that. That that kind of slides around church, and uh, we can laugh at that, and that that's sure, and we can all identify with that. So, but nonetheless, here we get a a specific. Um, a specific call-out, a specific, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a demand, but certainly a specific counsel to be patient. And James, James, uh, again, he's coming at this from an interesting perspective because this follows uh, a, a, a strong exhortation against money and against maybe even a little bit of, of worldly interest in, in material interest in the idea of going somewhere selling uh, and and he turns to this and, and kind of almost as a contrast but be patient and that's that, now I got some some thoughts behind this that'll expand but uh, really what this is about is kind of a uh, kind of almost a, a juxtaposition of something called cultivating active patience. <laughs> I, I actually had an, a lesson in active patience last week. Um, if you're a regular <laughs> listener, you may have noticed I wasn't on the podcast last week. That's because I was touring greater Oklahoma with my com- company. Um, a lot of people go to exotic locations for spring break, <laughs> the beach, the mountains, skiing. I was in Oklahoma at refineries. But <laughs> on the way back, I managed to get a little discombobulated, admittedly on my fault. And left my cell phone in my rent car. Now, for any of you, I just want you to to try to go without your cell phone for one day. Try one hour. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. That's right. I, I literally, <laughs> I literally did the last setup thing for my brand new phone that I got yesterday. So I went Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. Monday and pretty much all day Tuesday without a cell phone. So patience is what you've uh, had to work on. Um, quite a bit because I couldn't. No, to use his wife's phone. No, <laughs> I did not. I not except to make emergency phone calls, but but it was it was literally an exercise in patience because part of it was I wanted my phone found. And I couldn't get hold of anybody that could find my phone, despite the fact we could find it. It's the I, pawn shop closest to the last place in Oklahoma you yeah, were. Yeah, probably <laughs> at this point. Fortunately, it's been nuked. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, but it, it is it is a level of patience, and and it's interesting because I I didn't slow down enough today until today to sit back and go, okay, what do I need to learn from this? other than I bought a red phone that I could see inside a rent car more easily um, to replace mine because I am going to be traveling more for work. But, you know, it, it and, and I think that's one of the things we have to, one of the things we always have to do as men, and as Christian men especially, is what is the lesson of something that happened? And sometimes there isn't one. Sometimes it is. Life is just that way. But sometimes there is a lesson one. And, you know, and I honestly, I didn't slow down until today to get my lesson. So, Mike. (laughs) Excellent. Michael Cropper. 
It took him five days to figure he needed to slow down that's and be bad. patient. <laughs> yeah, now, that's not criticism. We all, don't we know that, guys? It's, it's a fact. Uh, the lesson is about patience. The author, call, in fact, the author calls this, this lesson God's waiting room. Uh, the lesson is about waiting on the Lord. And, uh, and Robert hit it so aptly because the experience we have as Christians is when we get in trouble that we finally slow down and say, what are you trying to tell me, Lord? But it ta- sometimes it takes an hour. Sometimes it takes four or five days, like Robert said, to say, hey, maybe the Lord's talking to me. Maybe I, I'm not listening. But anyway, the, the first line of the text, and Bill's going to read the text in just a moment. It's not very long. But it, it, the first line of the text says, be patient until the Lord is coming. Until the Lord's coming. Well, that has two possible interpretations. Be patient while you wait for the second coming of Christ when he will return as our king, right? And, or wait on God's timing for events which occur around us, like Robert just said, and whether or not he's going to open the door for you to get through those events. Uh, We will talk about the second interpretation during most of the podcast, as Robert has mentioned. If we have to make a big decision or we know God is something in store for us, then we ask him to show us what to do. And we must wait till he makes it clear what we must do. However, the waiting does not mean stop what you're doing and wait on God. And I think Steve mentioned this. If he didn't, he certainly did in our, our pre-notes for the podcast. It's an active waiting where we carry on productively as an active member of our church, our family, our community. We don't just sit and do nothing. So, so here's a question for you, or you may be asking us. If the Lord tells you that you're supposed to get another job or you feel like he's got another job for you, uh, you say, why? why? Why do I have to continue in my present job if I know God will give me a new job? He's already told me. Well, I'm going to tell you, because the door for the new job that God has for you uh, may, may be a contact at which you will meet at your present job. You don't know. Or it may take years before your new job comes along. I've had both of those experiences happen to me. So, so what you're doing, you're waiting on God to show you what he has in mind. Now, I graduated from college in 1975, and at that time I felt God was telling me that I would return to school uh, to further my education, but he gave me no answer for nine years. In 1984, I've mentioned this before, and the guys have talked about this, I believe the Lord told me very clearly that it was time for me to go back to school, and that happened to be law school. So was that a long time? Yep. God does not see time as you and I see it. He sees it as a completion of his timetable, not a fulfillment of our desires. Bill? Excellent. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and just read the scripture. This is uh, from James. Uh, It's James 5, 7 through 11. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop? patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains you too be patient and stand firm because the lord's coming is near don't grumble against one another brothers and sisters or you will be judged the judge is standing at the door brothers and sisters as an example of patience in the face of suffering take the prophets who spoke in the name of the lord as you know We count as blessed those who have been preserved. You have heard of Job's perseverance 
and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. And you know, and like I've shared many times, I was, you know what? Be patient. We're going to go ahead and take a break. This is Man Up. We'll be right back. Hey, pastors and church leaders. Are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back to this Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. Podcast number 246. We're talking about patience, and I just read James 5, 7 through 11, and I just want to throw some things out there. As many of you know, I was raised on a farm. My dad was the least patient person besides me, and, <clears throat> and I, l- let me just tell you why. Um, patience uh, uh, for a farmer, uh, being a farmer, it's kind of like hurry up and wait. There are a certain amount of times, particularly in Michigan, because we had a short growing season, we had about four weeks that we had to get this seed in the ground in order to have enough of a growing season to have a good crop. So you hurried up and got the seed in the ground so you'd have a full growing season. But then you went from that to essentially nurturing the plant. So it wasn't it wasn't like... Uh, it, it, so farmers are not necessarily patient i think of fishermen as patient because my dad is a farmer he knew if he got his crops in and we got a decent rain we had irrigation on a lot of our farm too so we were going to have rain whether whether it, we it, we the the question was whether we were going to have to pay for it um and so farmers basically know what they're going to get whereas a fisherman Man, that's faith. That's faith in your talent and going out there. Um, and But I also wanted to bring out one other point before I get back to the fellas. There's a difference between patience and indecision. And I hear some, in some people, I'm just being patient. Oh, really? Patient about what? What is the move that you're getting, that you're patiently, what, awaiting? You, you are you awaiting a sign, a direction, or your own motivation? You know where where is it? So that those are just a couple of things that I wanted to throw out uh, first, and then I'll go back to Mr. Titch. Yeah, I, I like that thought. I like I, I. There's some interesting things in this passage that James does. James connects this connects patience with perseverance, which seeing which seems to imply that there's again there's more than just sitting around that patience is a process of a working through something and persevering at something and also he he uh connects it to be patient and stop grumbling and groaning and, and grumbling is a loaded word in the bible and james being very much tied to the old testament 
is bringing that grumbling in as a throwback to Exodus where the Israelites grumbled in right. the wilderness. They grumbled about the manna. They, they grumbled they about They grumbled the, about everything. They grumbled and they were, all the way. And, 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 <laughs> they were but a it grumbling was a, it was a It was a <laughs> sign of a lack of faith in God. But I, I'm, I'm going to... We, we don't like to do Sunday school answers, so I'm going to dive right in. You know, when you talk about suffering, and James has talked about already enduring and persevering through suffering... Um, you think of you know you think of illness, you think of pain, persecution. Maybe I would say, oh well, the church is being persecuted. That's all true, but I I think if you look at this in the context of the whole letter, and we've talked about this, we've you've, ta- you've talked about it being the idea of being a, a employee manual. I think that James's congregation is very divided. And he I think is, he had a bunch of grumblers. Yes, and he is giving oh. he is giving this is he is he is beginning to wrap this up because we're getting close to the end and next week we talk about, you know, st- taking this one step further. But we we he is he is he is basically reading the riot act, I think. I think he's doing what a lot of pastors would love to do in their congregation. He he has already uh, called out people's lo- lack of tem- la- loss of temper. He has called out prejudice and favoritism. He is, he, this whole faith and works things may have been tying to boasting. Oh, I'm a better Christian than you. The loose tongues uh, don't boast. And finally, he's pointing, he's, he's taking this back to this patience. And what is kind of, what is really the outward expression of impatience is frustration. And when you do, and, and we're all going to admit it here, I'm going to admit it, when we're frustrated, we tend to take it out on the first person who comes across our path. Either it's, you know, somebody in customer service. I, I, I can honestly <laughs> say that, that there, were, there were a few customer service reps <laughs> not that me. may have <laughs> not uh, got the best of me. Yes. It's, or else it's your family. And, and, and I'm going I'm to just add one more thing. And it seems what, what James is say, says what, what people are, what we're waiting for is ultimately the second coming. And as, as we, we know, these early Christians believed the second coming literally was right around the corner, that Jesus like yes, Jesus is outside the door ready to come in and judge. Paul reflects a lot of that um, as well. And um, so in this letter, we have James addressing what we should be doing until this second coming which never mind that he thought it was going to be at such and such a time or he thought it was going to be a few years or you know soon it, it's st- his question and attitude still applies the advice still applies and um, keeping yourself keeping the keeping the community of believers together because div- you know we, we have divisiveness in our own congregation and more than ever now we've gone through uh, some every reason for all of this and there's grumbling and I think well, you look back to what it is, it's frustration. Everybody's sick of the masks. They're sick of the mandates. They're si- and I'm not making any... I'm just stating the facts. I don't know where you come down on it. We're just sick of this whole thing. And, of course, we're at each other's throats. So this is... And, and so the patience being counseled here doesn't seem to be a, you know, a, a let's sit around. It's a... It's what your mother says to you when you got when you you and your sibling have nothing to do but argue. They say, "Well, 
I'm going to give you something to do. In, in the South, that starts with bless your heart. <laughs> just, just to be clear. Okay. Very interesting. The first yes. scripture in there says, yes. James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. Mm -hmm. Greetings. What you think here is what he's writing in this letter is what he's personally seeing then, right? Because if it's oh. happening in his church, it's <laughs> yeah. got to be happening in all the churches around the country, all the, all the 11 tribes, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, Robert. Well, yeah. What I, fi I find interesting that, first of all, I love the analogy of the farm. I really do, because I, I was up in the plains of Kansas and Oklahoma last week. Um, so I, I got a real good picture of farmland, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> but I like the concept of patience being linked to perseverance, because I think they're in inevitably tied together and and you make a comment job wasn't all that patient a lot of times you know but job persevered in the end and and i i think kind of like the children of israel they weren't patient but they did persevere you know the the mm -hmm. no the old generation died out and the new one took over but they did persevere through the they didn't just go off and do their own thing you know, they stayed together as a covenant people at the end of the day, and the grumbling got him in, in the middle. But, yeah, that is such a loaded term. Mm -hmm. Keith Green had a, had a song, So You Want to Go Back to Egypt? <laughs> Somebody, you really need to go listen to it sometime if you ever get a chance. Keith Green, um, Christian musician in the 80s, died in a plane crash, very sadly, but had a great song on So You Want to Go Back to Egypt. And he talked about grumbling. In that song, but but I, the the idea here. Of an active patience that leads to perseverance, and and I think that, it, patience, like Bill said, it's more than just sitting around waiting. It it is not indecision. I'm I'm one of those people. I'll get so mad at any executive, who falls into paralysis by analysis, because then we're sitting, make a decision. What if it's the wrong one? Okay. We can make bad decisions, I mean, up to a certain point, but you, you can make a decision, and as long as you don't keep making bad decisions, then you can get through it. But when something happens, make a decision about it. Figure out what patience, what does patient mean? Does patience mean sitting? All right, so here's an example. You lose your job. God's going to provide. Is sitting around, is waiting for, is looking for a new job, sitting around staring at the phone, waiting for it to ring, for somebody you know to call and offer you a job, or is it doing your resume and getting it out there, going online, going on LinkedIn, contact people you know. You know, th there's two versions of patience there. What's the right one? Well, both are waiting, right? One's yes. active, which yes. you have brought up before many yeah. times, Robert. And, and I, th I think there's a lot to that active waiting piece that yes. we talk about because, like you said, Bill, if your your indecision causes more problems because you're sitting around waiting and nothing's happening, well, God's not providing. Well, yeah, He's not because you're not doing anything. You uh, know, but it, it does it, require. <laughs> but I think that the two go together because patience. 
requires perseverance. It's, yes, it requires absolutely. That's the, you're going to get frustrated, but you get you've right. got you you got to go through and you know doing you know making the cold calls, you know, doing the resumes, sending it out, making the copies. It's 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 boring stuff. I mean, the the, the interviews at least are interesting. You're engaged, but. You gotta, you know, I'm gonna say at least, at least you can get psyched for that. You know, oh, I gotta do another. I gotta do. I gotta call. It's another. It's gotta follow this up. Follow up letters, thank you letters, everything, everything you're to do, and it is. And and part of being patient is maybe the grunt work, and and that requires perseverance. I'm not. I'm I'm gonna simply say to guys out there, you know, it isn't always chemotherapy. Sometimes it's just proofreading your resume, which is, you know, takes a lot of care. You can't gloss over that, but you want to do it. You know, one thing about this uh, uh, passage is I think James is spelling out the fact that this is a long-term goal. This is not something that you're just going to achieve today and just kind of forget about. Uh, this is long-term, and w- it as is with long-term goals, there's times when you have to be patient because certain growth will come really quickly at certain things. Like uh, Mike, when he used to play guitar, he probably learned smoke on the water the first <laughs> the, the <Right>. first lesson. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> right, right. But the but the rest of them took a little while to master. Exactly but right. see, and that but that's the thing patient persistence the delayed gratification and the fact that this is a journey not a destination and the reason why i brought mike in on this discussion is you guys might not know this out there but mike was a traffic prosecutor and this happened to me this week again i was stopped in (laughs) i was in traffic in houston and these these streets if you're not from houston you might not realize we have roads that are five, six, seven lanes wide, okay? And when people are making a turn across the lanes, a lot of times Houstonians are very courteous people, okay? And they'll leave a spot open for you to cross over these three or four lanes to get into a restaurant or bank or whatever is there. Some knucklehead is speeding down the shoulder, and doesn't see the person coming across. And he nails that car. And they both go into the ditch. And so we're stopped. And every people are out there and everything. But here's the thing. When I saw that person get out of the car, it reminded, this lesson reminded me. That dude was so fur- fur- frustrated first, furious And then now, because he had a nice vehicle, he just had to get somewhere and traffic was not moving. It turned humiliation. He was absolutely humiliated. And I think the big part of this lesson is this. Yes, you will be frustrated because we are human. And I, I mean, I'm getting older. The biological... I mean, I mean the ur- sense of urgency in my life, not biological clock, but understand this, you know, uh, mortality. I commented, Bill, a while back because we've had 
in the last several years, we've had a significant number of, I'm going to call them younger people in our church, that you and I knew from long periods of time pass away. Yes. And yes. that mortality true. thing is real. It <laughs> is real. It, it absolutely is real. And, so, and that gives me... Uh, on things that I want to do. Now, I'm patient on stuff that my wife wants me to do. I can wait. I don't know why. Dude, I can I wait forever. I have no problem. My patience is on full display. You know? But stuff that I want to get done, I I want it done. I, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Um, it's, it's just kind of the way it is, you know, with, with guys are. But I think that the key is, and Steve brought it up. Man, you cross over into frustration, and then you're going to get it. You will allow, like I always say, uh, you can let emotions in the car, but don't let them drive. You know, don't let them drive your life because you will absolutely be out of control. And frustration is it is one of those emotions that it's hard to tame. For men, it's very difficult. Were you through? I'm sorry. For men, it's very difficult. Like if I've got something I need to get done on the weekend, and I can't get it till Monday, and it's a Friday, and I want to fix something. Dude, you're I'm retired. Like, oh, boy, you can do a you. Saturday. Yeah, Come on now. I still I don't like to wait two days. <laughs> he's he's looking at that creeping mortality. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> that's that's the, that's the perseverance. I may, I may not be around on Monday. Urgent, that's the I want a clean we garage. <laughs> I don't want to die with a dirty garage. Yeah. Let, let, let's talk about jo- Hey, let's go back to Job for a second. Robert brought this up, and 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 the uh, the author. Says, as you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. Now, folks, I don't know how many times you've heard pastors talk about Job, but it's usually in a good light that he persevered and he did not curse God. He did not sin. But I'm going to tell you, I just read it again, and 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 and. Job does everything but curse God, yeah. right, oh, guys? Yeah, oh, yeah. Job, he actually—I mean, come on, man. Yeah. He says, "I curse the day I died," which means, Lord, you didn't ha- make a right decision, right, when you formed me, when you birthed me. He curses the day he was conceived. Yes, yeah. Conceived. <laughs> yeah, 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 nobody no, should no, have to go that's that's true. So you're saying he went beyond the, the day I was yes. born. I'm going to curse My dad's having a good old time, but I'm cursed the day I was born. I mean, it's it's kind of already it was already even by James time it was bolting into this you know this great Job no no I, I it's 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 an, we're, we're, I don't want to go down this panel because I do want to talk about it. at some point Job demands a hearing from God that's right and and it, and, it, and it's a, you'd love it as an attorney he wants great. and he uses a lot of court language he wants he wants his day in court that's and he great. wants to see the charges <laughs> brought against him and, and uh, he does. He gets it like at the end, right? Yeah. Well, well, God well, well and, and, and we but will it, have a we will no, talk about great. that ending on a future telecast. Uh, yes. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> folks. Anyway, uh, that was verse eleven, and and at the end of the verses, the Lord is full of compassion, mercy. I didn't understand that. Ever understood that? Whenever it was applied to Job, that the author of our lesson says just exactly what we said, and he said, and like Job, we will persevere perfectly hopefully if we're christians we but we will mess things up along the way we will say things wrong and we will be pushed to our limits and no one in their right mind will want to experience what job experienced i agree but all of us must look at his example of determined urgency 
And there's where Steve yes. just brought up. Uh, he got so angry, he demanded a day mm-hmm. with God. And, and he wanted he a confrontation. Of him. He did he get actually, one. He may not yeah. have gotten the answer he wanted, but he did He did get some revelation. Yes, and, he did. And I guess the point, I guess, what, where James is kind of on the mark on here is yeah. that, and, and he's using it as an example, is that God will deliver. Yes. Um, and, and, no, matter, no matter what, I think he, he connects that with the rains will come, the spring and fall rains will come. They may not specifically come on a specific day on the calendar, but they will come. And the, the farmer acts, does everything in preparation for that. Yeah. Well, the, the final words I have for this is at the end of the, uh, yeah, the, the uh, verse 11, it says the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that. What it means here that, the God, that God, because Job persevered, although he didn't do it well, mm-hmm. God will fill in the blanks mm-hmm. and he will come back with mercy and grace mm-hmm. for you even if you mess up, if you're trying to do the right thing because he looks at our heart. And although Job was uh, was very critical at God toward the end and all that he went through, God showed him great mercy and compassion. And speaking of comebacks, we're going to come back uh, for one final segment. This is Man Up. This is Bill Cox, director of Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, just regular guys thanking you, our listeners, for making us one of the fastest growing podcasts in the Christian space. We are proud to announce that the regular guys have earned a video slot on Preach the Word TV Network, a Christian video streaming application with more than 50 million downloads worldwide. To finance our video production, we have launched a GoFundMe page to raise funds for our studio space and production team. Our program will be available on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. It will also air locally in Atlanta on Saturday mornings on WYGA Channel 16.5. To make a tax-deductible contribution and learn more details, please look us up on GoFundMe.com under Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men or donate directly through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org thank you so much for your support and now back to the fellas of man up and welcome back this is man up podcast number 246 we're talking about patience and uh this has been a great discussion and the thing about that i wanted to talk about patience though is you have to have something that you are actively interested in, whether it's a goal or something that you are working towards or want to see. It's got to be an outcome that you want, uh, some output you desire. It, it, it's, it's so we, I made a decision a couple of weeks ago about something with work. I said, hey, we're a big company. We're going to do only corporate photos in our training from now on our equipment our people our stuff basically no stock photos now i also said hey that's a two-year goal so what are we doing right now talked to all my training people in oklahoma last week hey guys when you're out and about take a bunch of photos on your phone just we're going to build a library to where in two years we can't and i think that comes back to that active patient it goes to your thing bill set set something 
Because, you know, we set a goal, and this is right. something super simple, and that's why it's something everybody can kind of understand. And then figure out what steps you need to take. And, and the deal, I think the deal with the patience is taking the steps you need to take while you're waiting or while you're persevering and having to go find the right stock photo that the people just look stupid in all the time, no matter how good your stock photo is. But, you know, how do you build to that? And I think that is what you're doing when you have that active patience that we're talking about. I think, a, and I think a result of that is uh, pride and accomplishment. Um, yep. As you have nurtured something, it goes back to the old story, old Girl Scout story that I've told several times. And because the girl her dad just bought all the badges at a uh, garage sale here now you don't have to be a girl scout and that's not the point the point is the journey through this life and having goals that actually mean something to you so when you get done with the goal you go wow that was awesome and you actually did it I this is all true. I, I also think, though, James James is talking about relationships. And, and we're, we, we've been, we've been, I mean, this is naturally what we fall into, the, ta- the patience of doing a task, the patience of accomplishing yep. a long-term plan. I think more so James is calling for his people to be patient with each other, to be forgiving and compassionate uh, as, like God. And, you know, from Martin Luther on down, certain Christian theologians have said, James doesn't talk about grace. I think it's very much implied throughout the letter. And here he's calling for grace when dealing with other people, of, of, of following that idea. And, and he, he goes, I mean, we talk, I mentioned back before some of the things he calls out, the prejudice and favoritism, the boasting. But he also makes a point uh, we, when we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, that peacemakers are blessed. And I think he wants his group to understand there are going to be people around here who you may not like, who may rub you the wrong way, but you've got to let it go because we are Christian brothers. You've got to get past it. You've got to stop letting it get to you. And we can apply that today in church and work, in church especially, because that's that's one place we come, that's one place where we have people we, we don't like, we don't necessarily have to choose to be with, but we have that faith in common. And so uh, we may not, you know, we may not always get along with that other person in our Bible study. They they may be an oversharer. Uh, <laughs> or they may, you know, they may sit there and never say anything. Um, or... Uh, but the idea isn't to go home and gripe about it. Oh, you know, so and so, well, one of the ends, so and so, wouldn't stop talking, whatever. Um, it's basically to maybe sit and listen to what that person has to say, to put up with each other. Um, it's an my, my son in, in school is going to be reading uh, uh, Sartre's No Exit, and I picked up a copy because I wanted to refresh myself. And in that play, that's where the famous line, Hell is Other People, comes from but you know Sartre wasn't a Christian (laughs) and hell does not have to be other people you can only make it that way and don't don't make it get it out of your church and and it really it takes it takes 
grace and forbearance on your part. That's what comes with patience. You're just, our choose, I am not going to get frustrated with this person. I am going to try my best. I'm going to persevere. But try to bring the grace of God through me. Well, that brings me down. Well, it shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Grumbling's a lot more fun. Yeah, uh, well, isn't it? I think that's part of the problem is, is grumbling is fun. <laughs> and it, it, is e- it is easier to grumble about a problem than to address a problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. it takes work to address it. Yeah, it, 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 I can right. sit and complain about something all day long. But, you know. Well, that's what my wife really hates. She'll uh, she'll have a problem and will say this person needs to be fired or this <laughs> this needs to be taken away. I go, okay, what's plan B? If you're gonna fire somebody, you better have plan B on board and ready right, to go. Because and it, that's exactly it. And she goes, well, I don't have it. Well, then, then, you can't you're not re- then you ain't ready. You ain't ready to get rid of them. And, and that's see, right. that that's the thing. I think at times um, what we're doing here, uh, I'm, I'm going to just basically close myself down. <laughs> it seems like life a life is better if we live it in the sweet spot and baseball's getting ready to start and it's awesome. And so I'm going to use a baseball reference, man, when you get the ball in the zone, it's just awesome. And I think in life, if you get rid of this stuff, like this frustration in life, I mean, that, that's, that's frustration in life is swinging hard at a ball and you get a foul ball, but you foul it off your shin. <laughs> you know, that's frustrating. You know, not only did you have a foul ball, but you hurt yourself too. Um, and I think that's a big thing about what James is trying to help us. Um, and I didn't think about the communal uh, aspect like Steve brought up because I'm pretty much a self-centered individualist. But uh, <laughs> it, does, it, does make, it does make a lot of sense. Uh, to have patience with other people. Uh, well, he also seems to be saying, you're going to suffer when you're patient. Part of our, our walk with the Lord and, and being patient means that sometimes you're not going to be happy in the situation you're in. And that's why he used, uh, uh, again, he used Job as an example. So sometimes, folks, uh, when we have to patiently wait, it, does, it doesn't feel good. Maybe that's a better way of putting it rather no, than saying we, I, we that, suffer. That's a, no, it's a, it's a frustration level. Yes, it is. That, yep. that, you know, keeps you from enjoying things. Yeah, yeah. As we're coming down to the end of this week's podcast, want to go around the room and get the fellas to give us some practical takeaways and uh, start with uh, your honor, your honor. <laughs> Patience is a virtue that we (laughs) must practice folks we see this in real life a person does not and bill referred to this about me playing the guitar but a a person (laughs) doesn't become a virtuoso when he or she begins to play a musical instrument the person must practice a person does not become a master plumber or a master electrician by merely deciding to become a plumber or an electrician although it might be appropriate to call a christian 
a master waiter, the term is more likely to apply to a waiter or waitress who is truly outstanding at waiting in their job. In chapter 1 of James, he, uh, James tells his brothers and sisters, count it all joy when, when you face trials. Trials may include suffering and pain. Trials will produce maturity and completeness if, and Robert, uh, Steve again brought this up, if we persevere through them. That means we don't grumble against God. We don't curse. We don't take a wrong attitude. We patiently wait. So waiting on an answer for the Lord is to be actively waiting, as the guys mentioned. It does not mean sitting in front of the TV and playing games or watching movie all day. It means that we continue to work as usual. We read the Bible. We take our family to church. We pray and we share Christ like usual. We love our family. We teach them to love the Lord. In other words, it means to continue on as usual till the Lord shows you the new direction you are to take. Now, Folks, one thing about grumbling here, I have, I want to touch on that just for a moment. To me, grumbling means uh, placing yourself above another person by criticizing them. And so I wrote five things here you should not grumble about. <laughs> okay. okay. And don't tell your neighbor that you'd ra rather have Jabba the Hutt live, living by you than... <laughs> <laughs> Is this what you've learned through experience, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, don't tell your boss that he could learn tactfulness from Don Rickles. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't tell your son that your dog can learn algebra quicker than he can. <laughs> uh, two more things, folks. Don't tell your grocery store checker that your turtle is faster than she is and that he has been dead a year. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then finally, folks, do not tell your wife that her clothes fit tighter today than yesterday. Ooh, <laughs> thank you, Rodney. <laughs> yeah, no All right, respect. so folks, that's what you learned. Read, read those scriptures again. They're, they're a mixture of everything, James 5, 7 through 11. Bill? Excellent, uh, Professor, takeaways from you. I think it really is all about showing that active patience. You know, I, 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 do, I agree with Steve. I do think there's a two-part of this, that it's patience with other people. Because, uh, honestly, I, I, I have an easier time being patient with things than I do with people. Uh, my whole phone ordeal was I patient because I, was I impatient because I didn't have a phone partially what made me more impatient was trying to deal with people and not being able to get hold of anybody or the people I was able to talk to and physically get hold of over the weekend none of them wanted to help me at all and and that actually the human interaction made it much harder to be patient about it as you went through. And so, you know, pause and think through when you're dealing with stuff. You know, why? And then what do I need to do to make sure I persevere through this? You know, it, it's make active choices on what you're trying to do and then go and do those. You know, figure out what the long-term goal is and work towards that goal. Excellent. Uh, producer Steve Titch. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I've only become more more patient as I've gotten older, and even that's relative. I'm still, I got to really work at it, and, and it really is hard because 
even today, our society does everything to indulge the get it now. If uh-huh. if you if you're in an airline or a rent a car or a hotel loyalty program, probably the first tier when you when you spend X number of miles, X number of nights, X number of rentals is a line pass. Get in, you know, preferred. Get in the preferred lane to get your car first or get your room first. Uh, that's and that is an enormous incentive. Yes, you know, is. that's you know to to really rack them up. Um, more, you know, almost almost as good as an upgrade. But if you can't get the upgrade, well, I'll get my boarding pass first. I'll I'll deal with that. Um, but I, I've learned. I basically it's a it's an acquired it's an acqu- it's an acquired skill. I think at the end of the day and. You're, it's it's prone to backsliding and and actually if I have one takeaway it's don't not, not to be too proud of it not to be oh well, I'm an impatient guy uh, so deal with it um, try try for I try for my own well-being my own just peace of mind to stop rushing around make uh, allow for screw ups allow for human error. Allow for bugs in the system, and <laughs> you might say manage your expectations. I hate to sound pessimistic about my own human human race, but allow for human fallibility because you've got plenty of it yourself. Excellent. And with that, uh, I just think there's a difference between patience and indecision, and not saying that either of them are bad. So, and with that. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. And once again, thanks for everybody that's a sponsor, a supporter, and on behalf of our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu. My name is Bill Cox. And you know our video TV show, No Church Answers, it's on the Man Up YouTube channel where you can see us in all our glory, and we are awesome. And it's a 30-minute show. But it's also available at 8 a.m. on Saturdays at WYGA for our listeners that are in Atlanta. Uh, and on demand at PreachTheWordNetworkTV.com. And, of course, our podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So please review and rate our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can go to our Facebook page, which is man-upspiritualoasis.com and post it there. And if you are unable to attend a church, well, shame on you. Uh, check out Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube, sugarlandbaptist.org. Starts up Sundays at 9.45. And when you're ready and should be getting close, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate. Now, we, ought, we enjoy you joining us. But we want you to find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class, that you can join for discussions like this. And find one that is men only. If there's one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.